the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. Across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media. Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Thursday morning. You are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith along with Damian Clotto. It's just the two of us. Hey, hey Damian. Just Good morning. Just the two of us. <laughs> We can make it if we try. Just, all right, that's enough of that. I, 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 that song just came to me when you I said that. that. So anyway, uh, we'll save the singing for uh, a later date for sure. Hopefully everyone's going to have a good day today. I know we will. We're already in a good mood. Uh, today is the feast day of uh, St. Josephine Baquita. Yes, she is the patron saint of the Sudan, in case you didn't know it. And uh, today is also the International Day of Prayer to Stop Human Trafficking, which I think is very important. We should be praying for that uh, on an ongoing basis. And uh, so you'll learn a little bit more about St. Paquita a little later on. But let's offer up a prayer and have her intercede for us today. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. O Holy Josephine Baquita, you lived an extraordinary life of pain, suffering, and slavery, but you did not allow your trials to define your life. You chose to have an open and joyful heart and follow the truth of Jesus Christ. Please intercede for us so that Christ may live joyfully in our hearts as he lived in yours. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We will learn more about St. Josephine Bikita later on during our Saint of the Day, but we are starting off at 10 after with some events in our listening area. You can find all of these events and so many more at our website at ccmedia.live. There's a lot of fish fries there as well as we mm-hmm. near those fish fry days. So definitely check those out on our website calendar. Click on events and news and click on calendar at ccmedia.live. In 18 minutes, Dr. Mark Williams joins us. He's the superintendent of Catholic schools in the home of Thibodeau Diocese, and he'll be updating us on what they're up to for the month of February. In 35 minutes, David Dawson Jr. joins us. He's a COO of Witness to Love, and every Thursday we talk about marriage and family and having a healthy and happy marriage and family in today's culture. Well, we talk about different topics, right, every Thursday. It's always interesting. Today's topic is going to be about our pets, how they glorify God. So I'm curious to know how my little Yorkie that I grew up with glorifies God. Uh, So curious to know that from Dave. (laughs) In 48 minutes, Sister Marjorie Aber joins us with Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese of New Orleans. She will also provide us with a February monthly update, and they're up to a lot. So 
Looking forward to today's show, Damien, and looking forward to your weather report. Well, it's going to be cloudy today, to say the least, but no rain in the forecast. If so, very, very little, uh, so fear not. It's going to be uh, very comfortable, high 73, low 61, winds out of the southeast with nice warm breeze at about 10 to 15 miles an hour. Tomorrow, basically the same, only the high is expected to get up to 80. That's right, 80 degrees. Won't last long, though. Saturday, rain's going to roll in, and basically a 40% chance of rain on Saturday. And uh, temperatures will be in the upper 70s. Come Sunday, that's when the downpours are going to be expected. 80% chance of rain, and it's going to rain on a lot of parades, it looks like. Hopefully not all of them, to say the least, and it will be breezy. Temperatures in and around the area right now, 55 degrees in Gulfport. It's 57 in Covington. Home of Thibodeau, 59. In Baton Rouge, it's also 59 degrees. And in New Orleans, a nice warm, uh, on its way to be a nice warm, 61 degrees. It's 5 after. We got some tickets we're going to be giving away, too, so stick around. It's 5 after on Wake Up. Good Thursday morning, I'm Father Chris Decker, and this is the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 7. Jesus went to the district of Tyre and entered a house and wanted no one to know about it, but he could not escape notice. Soon a woman whose daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him. She came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth, and she begged him to drive the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, Let the children be fed first for it is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. She replied and said to him, Lord, even the dogs under the table eat the children's scraps. Then he said to her, For saying this you may go. The demon has gone out of your daughter. When the woman went home, she found the child lying in bed and the demon gone. We've heard the gospel, and now we reflect. Mark, who is writing for a Gentile audience, identifies the remarkable woman in this gospel as a Syrophoenician. Matthew, who was writing for a Jewish audience, identifies her as a Canaanite. Although she's a Gentile, she comes to Jesus in faith and asks him to drive out a demon from a daughter. Matthew gives us her exact words, Kyrie eleison, Lord have mercy, a prayer in Greek or English that is now incorporated into the Mass. It is interesting that Jesus brings up the subject of food after his confrontation with the Pharisees because his disciples were eating with unwashed hands. The Jewish ceremonial laws place a strict barrier between Jews and Gentiles. Jews were forbidden to share a meal with Gentiles. And so the mention of bread here, translated as food, links this incident with the multiplication of loaves and the marvelous table fellowship of the post-resurrection church, where Jews and Gentiles united as brothers and sisters in the Lord, would partake of the heavenly bread of the blessed Eucharist. However, this woman is not yet in God's covenantal family. So to test her faith and humility, Jesus responded, Let the children be fed first, for it is not right to throw the food of the children to dogs. Suppose this was your little girl. How would you have responded? Amazingly, she admitted that she and her daughter were not in God's covenantal family. 
Lord, even the dogs under the table eat the children's scraps. You see, she would be glad to be treated as a house pet in the palace of the king of kings. And as a sign of his loving pledge, St. Matthew recorded Jesus' praise, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. By identifying her as woman and paraphrasing his mother's response to the angel Gabriel, Jesus connected this pagan woman and her faith with his own mother. High praise indeed. And her daughter was cured instantly. Have a wonderful day. This is Jimmy Sakers. Thank you, Jimmy, for that reflection, and also Father Chris Decker for the gospel. And we have some events we want to share with you, so uh, here you go if you're ready. Uh, You could help send the Notre Dame Seminary basketball team to Milwaukee for their annual tournament at St. Francis de Sales Seminary. It's coming up tomorrow through the 11th, but it's not too late to send a few nickels to help them and support them along the way. You can support the team by making a donation online. You can also mail a check to Notre Dame Seminary. Uh, We have all the information for you on Catholic on ccmedia.live. You could go there, but uh, help them out. Uh, They did very well last year. Let's hope they perform well again this year. Very cool. Well, the 2024 Men's Conference is called I Have Called You Friends. This is in the Archdiocese of New Orleans, and it's going to be taking place on February 24th at St. Catherine of Siena in Metairie. Regular registration is $45. For students, it's $20. And high school seniors, college students, groups of 10 or more will get a $10 per person Ten dollars off per person, right? Yes. Wow, that's a great deal. Yeah. Go to ccmedia.live for more information. That is coming up. And St. George Catholic Church in Baton Rouge is continuing to have masses and the singing of the Divine Mercy Chaplet every Monday evening for the next eight. Mondays. They already had one this past Monday, but I wanted to give everyone a shout out and a plug. This will continue uh, until the weekend of April 6th and 7th. Uh, Masses each Monday will begin at 6 p.m., followed by singing of the Divine Mercy Chaplet. All are welcome. The theme is Jesus Called to Mercy. Nice. Well, Prime Timers Pochino and Pizza in the Melanson Center over at St. Catherine of Siena in Metairie is going to be taking place on February 15th at 1 p.m. for Pochino. If you missed the first time, they said it was a lot of fun. There's pizza, so they ask that you come hungry and you bring a $5 wrapped gift. And they said that they will explain everything and they will also explain the rules. So uh, <laughs> it sounds like it's a ton of fun. You yeah. definitely don't want to miss it. CC Media live is where you can go to find more information and played pochino in a long time that would be fun uh the 21st annual first responders mass is coming up at saint catherine of siena along with the knights of columbus are putting it on on march 10th and it will be at, at 11 a.m archbishop gregory amen will celebrate the mass honoring police firefighters and ems first responders from jefferson parish and the louisiana state police The Mass will be followed by a reception held in the uh, Barrett Complex at St. Catherine. The event is open to all members of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Department, as well as Fire Department and Emergency Medical Technicians. For more info, go to ccmedia.live. 
Great. Well, couples, this summer, if you would like to break away for quality and enriching time in your marriage, then join the parish-sponsored couples retreat for St. Joseph's Abbey Retreat Center in Covington. So it's a couples marriage retreat happening on June 22nd through the 23rd. For more information, you can go to ccmedia.live. The retreat is $325 per couple, and it's sponsored by Faith in Marriage. That's over with Jason Angelette and his crew in the Archdiocese of New Orleans. So wonderful opportunity as well. And as we promised, we're giving away two tickets, general admission tickets to the Fullness of Truth Conference being held February 23rd through the 25th at the Randolph Riverfront Center in Alexandria. It's called Real Presence, Real Power, the Eucharistic Life and the Science of Sainthood. Big topic, big speakers, right, Gabby? That's right. We have Matthew Leonard, or they will have Matthew Leonard, Dr. Brant Petrie, Dr. Michael Barber, and Aaron Franco. So much more. Also, if you want to win these tickets, you can call 225-448-3754, or you can go to our Facebook Live video that's Wake Up Thursday. Comment in the comment section, I want the tickets. Or again, that number, 225-448-3754. Stay with us. We have the Saint of the Day coming up. It's 15 past the hour on Wake Up. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for February 8th. Today we celebrate Saint Josephine Bakita. Born to a wealthy Sudanese family in 1869, Josephine was kidnapped at age nine by slave traders who gave her the name Bakita, meaning lucky. Over the next decade, the girl was sold several times and forced to endure repeated humiliations and beatings. Eventually, a public servant bought Bakita and turned her over to a family in Italy where slavery was illegal. Employed as a nanny, Bakita became acquainted with the Catholic faith as she accompanied her young charge to religious education classes. She took the name Josephine at her baptism in 1890. Several years later, she joined the Daughters of Charity, also known as the Kenosian Sisters in Italy. Known for her gentle presence and her willingness to undertake any task, Josephine worked quietly as cook, seamstress, and doorkeeper. Later in life, she became a noted speaker who raised funds to support the missionary efforts of her religious community. Josephine's final years were marked by pain and sickness. After her death in 1947, thousands came to pay their respects to the former slave. At her canonization in 2000, Pope John Paul II called Josephine Bakita a woman of heroic goodness. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. Welcome back to Wake Up on this Thursday morning. Happy Thursday, everyone. It is almost 19 after the hour, and thank you for listening to Wake Up. And I reckon we have a winner. That's right. Paula Reckon from Luling, believe it or not, is the winner. And uh, we (laughs) thank you for tuning in and listening. So uh, she is all excited about attending the conference. So uh, she'll be getting some tickets to attend and Thank you all for participating in in that process there. And uh, we've got with us now Dr. Mark Williams, Superintendent of Catholic Schools in the Home of Thibodeau Diocese. And he's here to chat about what's happening in the education system there within the diocese. But uh, it's actually they are celebrating Catholic Schools Week this week because of the passing of Bishop Dorsonville 
last week in his funeral. So, uh, good morning, Dr. Mark. What's happening? Good morning. Good morning. It's a pleasure to be with you this morning. And yes, you are correct. We, uh, we, uh, with with the unexpected passing of our bishop uh, two weeks ago, we decided that um, you know, of course, we would we would postpone uh, Catholic Schools Week uh, for a week. Um, we were considering canceling it, but B- Bishop Dorsonville loved the schools. He loved to go to the schools. He loved to say the school masses. He, over the course of his tenure here, even wanted to visit classrooms. There were so many times that we took him into classrooms around the school, around the diocese, and he would always engage with the children. And, you know, he would, he would always, he'd always ask, who wants to be a priest? He would always extend awesome. that invitation all the time. He would always want to know who wanted to possibly enter religious life, and and he would he would throw it out there right to the children. So he was he was great, and and we're certainly remembering of him and his wonderful presence in this diocese this week. He will be missed. Yeah. He was planting seeds. I bet and many people didn't even realize, especially the young ones, huh? You know, when, when, when I first met him, and, and he was first named bishop, and he called and, and he said, hey, I, I'd like to sit down and meet with you and talk with you. And, and you know, he, that was one of the things that he told me. He said, Mark, I hear you're doing a great job as superintendent, but I need to know one thing. How are you going to invite young men to be a, to to the priesthood tell me how you're going to do that in the schools and i told them how i had done it as a principal and as an associate uh, superintendent in new orleans and 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 you know that i had several young men uh, from under my tutelage in notre dame seminary and i named them for them and said i would try to continue that here uh, in you know in the diocese and he liked it he loved it as, as a matter of fact and and uh and he was great well not to put you on the spot but what is your method and and what did you share with him just give us a little bit i don't want you to go into great detail but well, what are you doing well, to to plant those seeds and to instill uh the love of god in in young men you have to invite them I they have it. to know so for example uh, when I was principal of Archbishop Shaw High School in the Archdiocese of New Orleans, all-boys school, 450 students, when we would have a school mass, I would always, as, as you know, everyone would be filing, I would, I would get everyone calm, create some context, ask what they were going to pray for today, make sure they had a very specific intentions. If they didn't have very specific intentions, I would guide them through, um, you know, maybe some things that were happening in our modern world. Uh, and then, and then, I, and then I would, I would say it right then, listen, and, and for those of you, and for those of you, we have 450 young men in, in this mass right now. And I know, I know that some of you are being called to the vocation of the priesthood. There's too many of you in here for it to be no one. I know it. So for those of you who are hearing this call, pray for this. 
pray that you might hear more closely. And for those of you who are sitting around them and next to them and they tell you about it, you have to support them. You have to tell them you're doing the right thing. Keep listening. And I did it every single school mass. I never once, never once did we have a school mass and I didn't do every single school mass extend the invitation. The invitation, the invitation, to the invitation. And so that is the number one strategy is they have to be invited and they have to know that our priests are regular people like us. They're, 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 they're regular people. And, as, and if they see our priests as regular people, people that they can talk to and, you know, and have a normal conversation or relationship with it it can happen it's the propensity mm-hmm. of 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 that happening is greater it's amazing oh my goodness that's amazing like I, that's genius honestly and just have their friends support them they need that as well and yeah. to have that question being asked but to ask it consistently um honestly dr williams that's impressive and it, it brings me a lot of hope yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, peer pressure is huge. It's huge. And, mm-hmm. and you know, we have, uh, you know, traditional peer pressure. We have, we have uh, social media type social peer pressure now. So, so it's important to make sure we're, you know, not only modeling but in, in inviting, but coaching as well. And, and, you know, my wife and I, we, we, we make sure in our Catholic education ministry that we are always inviting, we're always inviting the young people into a closer relationship with God. That might be just making an invite. You know, we just invited all the families to the parish on Sunday for Catholic Schools Week. You know, we want to have... Uh, you know, yesterday, for example, at St. Joseph Elementary in Thibodeau, we bossed all the children to the cathedral yesterday. Their parents, grandparents invited everyone. It was packed in the cathedral. You know, we want to invite everyone into the parish. We want to invite everyone into our Catholic community. We we want to continuously do that. And, and, and if we do that, we're going to build this church for the next generation. Most definitely. Oh, my goodness. Well, Damien, I find this quite impressive because this is something I think that, you know, with you being in the Sarah Club, uh, vocations is such a big topic, right? So I think that fostering this at a young level is, is quite important. Um, Dr. Williams, talk about an invitation that each Catholic should embrace, embrace that you're fostering within the diocese. Pardon? I'm sorry about that. I, I, um, I, was, I didn't hear that very well. Uh, talk about the invitation that each Catholic should embrace that you're fostering within the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau. Well, you know, we, we do so much during for schools, in schools. We have school masses every week. You know, we, we have reconciliation every week, uh, you know, uh, on a regular basis. We have adoration on a regular basis. We do all these things. It's in our DNA. But the challenge is getting our busy families to the parish on Sundays. That is the challenge. And so we have to invite them. And how do we do that? Well, we make sure we do that at the school mass. When, we, when we're praying over the PA on Fridays, 
we pray every day, but on Friday, extend the invitation. Hey, please come to Mass. You know, we're going to do this after Mass. Or, you know, hey, you know, we're going to give out tickets for a special lunch, you know, if for those of you who come to Mass with your families. You know, we, we want to continuously extend the invitation to come to the parish on Sundays and plant, as Damien said earlier, and plant those seeds, to, to, you know, to try to create you know, more and more and more attendance uh, to the parish mass on Sundays. And then there's also the biggest invitation of all, and that is our modeling. That is, that is our, our, our witness and living out the Gospels. What are we doing? Are we going to the parish every week? You know, are we reading? Are we serving mass? Are we bringing up the gifts? Are we ushers, you know, and making sure that we are, you know, not just sitting back and letting everybody else do it, but we are real good witnesses and servant leaders in our parishes. You bet. And Doc, what about developing the young people within the diocese and in the church parishes. What I mean by that is attending Mass on a, on a regular basis, as well as adoration. Sometimes that's often overlooked. How, do, how does that get instilled uh, by way of invitation for, for the young people? You know, well, you know what we have learned over a, a career, 34 years in Catholic education, you know the the making sure that we have adoration on our calendars as often as we possibly can because books are great we learn a lot from books experience is probably even better we learn a lot from experience but we when we reflect on the word of god in the presence of god that is the best that is the bet that's better than anything that we could possibly do and so in our strategic plan here in the diocese of home Thibodeau and our strategic plan for schools uh, we call it the Bayou paradigm that is in the first section making sure we build out the structures of adoration in the fabric of the school calendar Dr. Mark Williams, thank you so much for being with us and all the good things you're doing in the Diocese of the Home of Thibodeau uh, area. And, uh, we- it is 35 past the hour. You are tuning your heart to the truth. David Dawson Jr. now joins us. He is the COO of Witness to Love. And every Thursday we talk about marriage and family life while Family life is so much better with that wonderful little pet that you have in your house. Well, how do they glorify God? So Dave's going to give us details. And it's so funny to even think that, Dave. And maybe they do. I don't know. But uh, I always know that my little Yorkie, when we were kids, always ran away when the priest came into the house or (laughs) she never got blessed. (laughs) And it was a disaster. (laughs) Anyway, take us through this. That's yeah, funny. we do. Yeah. <laughs> How do yeah. our pets do that? How do they glorify God? <laughs> you know, animals just by nature uh, glorify God very easily. Um, if you look at uh, Scripture, but also if you look at, uh, you know, the Psalms, you look at St. Francis, you know, animals very easily glorify God because they are, you know, and, and the reason why your pets, when you just when you walk in the room, they give you so much joy so easily because they are a wonder. Like they are, they're, all the animals, each individual animal, but all the, the, the countless species of animals 
are an absolute wonder. Like they, they very easily draw awe out of us and wonder. That's our response. It's like, wow, this is incredible. And there's no filter because as an- animals aren't people. They're not persons. They don't have consciousness. They don't have sinfulness. They don't have the capacity to make free choices or to do crazy things. You know, that, that they're just, they just are. They, are. they are doing what they were created to do with no other complications, right? Just like the rest of nature, but animals in particular do this in a very active, you know, wonderful way. There's a lot of life there, and you see it fully active. So there's no filter between us and, and seeing that God made them that way, and that's the way they are, and we are able to rejoice in that so simply and so easily. So having a pet in the house, you know, is such a, a great opportunity to, 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 to rejoice in God's creation and to have wonder and the amazing things that he made. Like, God gives us the ability. And, he, you know, when Adam's in the garden, God brings all these animals. Like, here, they're all yours. You know, name them. And then we still do that today with the pets. Here, they're yours. Name them. You know? <laughs> and so we get to rejoice in the incredible wonder. And, and, you know, no matter how long you've had a dog or a cat or whatever it is, you know, when they come up to you and then you, you can't help but reach out and want to touch. And they want to be touched. You know, like God made us to where it's like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> and they want, to, they want to be amazed in. You know, it's this beautiful thing. Uh, so I think that's one of those great gifts that a lot of times we just kind of get used to, but it's, it's one example of just the incredible generosity, uh, of God that he gave us these myriad animals, gives us dominion over them and allows them to give us so much joy and, and to glorify, they glorify him so easily and we so easily enter into that. Uh, and we can take advantage, take, take that for granted, but like, it's, it's this beautiful gift that, that, that most of us are able to kind of dig into on a daily basis. I think so too. They bring so much joy yeah. in our lives, and uh, I mean, mm-hmm. think of all the pictures we take of our pets, or all the pictures yeah. we post of our pets, um, and all the laughs <laughs> we have with our pets, and what we rely on with our pets when it's when we're scared, when we want just company, when we feel alone. Um, it's something that's quite comforting to have. Sure, sure, yeah. And it's, like I said, I think it's one of those things when we have uh, because there's there's no filter, right? And there's a it's such an easy channel mm-hmm. for joy. I do think a lot of times, and this is, this is the, the, the hard part uh, when it comes to pets, is there is a tendency for us, all of us, but there, I think right now in particular it's kind of fashionable for pets to be kind of humanized. Uh, you know, the, the idea like a fur baby yeah. or something like that <laughs> to be, right, that it's, it's, it's humanized because, and I think the reason for that, the reason it's such a temptation is because pets are, there's no risk when it comes to relationships with pets. Because they are there just to, to, to glorify God, there's no filter, there's no sinfulness, there's no fallen nature, uh, there's no risk of the personhood, the consciousness. When you look a pet in the eye, it's not awkward. When you look a human being in the eye, it's awkward unless we have a relationship where we trust each other because behind those eyes in a human being is a personhood, a deep mystery that we can't control. Behind the eyes of a pet, it's very simple. You know, so it's not, there's no risk there. And so with, with pets, there's a, there's a lack of complication there's an ease and, you know, quote-unquote relationship, but it's not a human reciprocal relationship. So there can be a temptation to want to try to get from pets what we get from humans, and it doesn't actually fulfill. Mm-hmm. So the fulfillment we get from pets is a beautiful but a unique fulfillment, right? But if we try to edge it and try to make it into more than what it's meant to be, uh, we can both, you know, kind of lose fulfillment but lose sight of what it is that we're created for as a family. Uh, so pets come and go. It happens. We had, you know, in our house, I would wish we had a pet, but we can't right now because they're a bunch of little kids and they would destroy it. Um, we had a turtle at one point that the kids <laughs> called Marshall. And Marshall lasted a little while, but then one of, the, one of them, the littles, decided that Marshall looked a little thirsty and uh, wanted Marshall to drink a lot of water. 
and uh, she's no longer with us. So we uh, we uh, we tried, but we're gonna we're gonna wait a little while before we try that again. Yeah. <laughs> so it oh happened. But we're gonna glorify God it, for a little while for a few months there. <laughs> so so did we had a pet fish. Well, my son had a pet fish named Brock. That's what he named him when he was nice. three. Was Brock and. Brock um, did not last long, let's put it that way, and it was a challenge. Um, but our role as Catholics, you made a great point. Yeah. Should, be, should we be replacing a, a ch- children as a family with yeah. pets because of what the culture is telling us these days? Because a right. lot of young right. couples are going in that direction. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's and again, it's it's fashionable, but it's also just so much easier uh, with a pet. And I think that that is a temptation. Again, though, it, it it's not meant to say that pets are bad that we shouldn't be doing rejoicing in pets. Like when God gives right. us a gift, and, and the, the 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 joy, and, and and you can't measure. And that's why, like, it doesn't matter how long you've had a pet, you can rejoice in that pet because it's a gift from God. We are meant to to, to glory in that and and to to rejoice in that, but not in the same way as we do a human being. Uh, right, and obviously we can't treat people like pets either. You know, it's, it's the other way around. So anytime we do that, we're going to cause ourselves mm-hmm. to lack fulfillment, to be disappointed. Uh, but we end up missing out big time. And I think that's that's happening with a lot of couples. It is that there is a deep fear of the, the great responsibility and the risk that parenthood. I mean, it's terrifying. Parenthood is terrifying. It's supposed to be uh, because it, it it completely changes everything about us, and we don't have control over that. Whereas, especially these days, there's so much we do have control over. At least we you know we feel like we do. And so the idea of a pet being kind of like a, a replacement for a child or a test run for a child feels tempting for that reason. Uh, but it ends up being, you know, just kind of a, a, a sham, you know, unfortunately, and it ends up being disappointment for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, again, yeah. I think that, that taking the route of like, look, glorify, you know, glorify God. And let, let this pet glorify God for you. Like rejoice in this. Let it be a beautiful gift. It's an awesome thing. Dave, uh, there's is. always the yeah. blessing of the pets. Is that something you recommend? Is when you do get a pet, should you get it blessed? Not everybody does. I'm you know, guessing. It's it's so when we bless, you know, objects, we bless things, we bless anything. The blessing is for the sake of the person who is is who owns the thing, right? So when we get a, a religious article blessed, right? Mm-hmm. The, the the thing is being blessed so that it can do what it's meant to do for us in our journey with God. So it sanctifies us. Right, so the blessing, you know, the, the, the sanctification is not so. To get a pet blessed, one, it's wonderful. Uh, it, it's, but it's, it's, it's again, it's meant to be. Anytime we bless anything, so yeah, if you want to get your pet blessed, great. If you don't get your pet blessed, it's not like it's, it's, it's going to be a, a source of curse or anything like that. Um, and it's not going to get the pet to heaven or anything. But it's, it is meant to, you know. So it's, it's a great practice, sure. Uh, but I don't think it's like a, a necessary have to kind of thing. That's wonderful. Well, that's good to hear for uh, our little Yorkie. So thank you so much, (laughs) Dawson Jr., (laughs) COO of Witness to Love. Some things are very concerning, though. We kind of wonder why she does what she does. But uh, (laughs) where can people go? Where can people go? Exactly. And we do pray for her every night. So where can we go to find out more information about what you do? Yeah, sure. Witness2Love.org. Uh, lots of beautiful for resources there for, for couples preparing for marriage, but also couples who are already married uh, trying to grow in unity. Good stuff. Wonderful. Thank you so much, David Dawson, Jr., COO of Witness2Love. Thank Thanks for joining us today. Absolutely, yeah. All right.
Damien, do you guys have a pet? I had one growing up, and uh, we had one early on when we had kids at, at home. Uh, always had a dog. It's the only pet uh, yeah. I really could relate to. I wasn't a big fan of cats, still not. But uh, uh, dogs always seem to respond nicely, and they do become part of the family. How about you? Yeah, well, we had our Yorkie. She still lives on, so she's with my brother currently. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, as of right now, we don't have any pets um, maybe in the future, who knows? What yeah. will hold for us. But yeah. I never, I never did get my any of the pets I had blessed though. Did you? Yeah. No, we didn't. Yeah. No, it's it's a good issue. thought though. Anyway, stay with us. It is. It's forty five past the hour on makeup. It is 48 past the hour. You are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith along with Damian Collado. And our next guest is Sister Marjorie Bear. Sister Marjorie is the CEO of Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese of New Orleans. And they do wonderful work over in the Crescent City to help those who need it the most. Sister Marjorie, good morning. This is such a busy week for everyone in the city of New Orleans as we celebrate Mardi Gras weekend coming up. And it's always a great time. Can you Tell us how Catholic Charities is celebrating Mardi Gras with Pace. We're celebrating in the best of ways with our seniors and our Pace program, which is an all-inclusive care for the elderly. Uh, we gathered this week with the Royal Court, and the couples represented uh, different um, celebrations of carnival around the globe. And we were joined with members from the Zulu Social Club, the Le Bon Baby Dolls, and Queen Thelma Douglas Baby Dolls helped us to celebrate and bring in the royalty of PACE. And PACE is our program to enable frail older adults to remain in their homes in the community, and we bring all the services they need to keep them medically and socially feasible. Um, we sometimes call it a, uh, an assisted living, a nursing home without walls, and they're coming uh, to join us in our adult daycare center, um, which we have a, uh, the primary services are offered by a, a skilled physician, Dr. Cruz. Uh, we offer physical care, um, take care of their medications, all of that, and they have the companionship of other seniors. Um, you can find out more information about us and join us on our website uh, by going to PACE, P-A-C-E-G-N-O dot org. Wonderful. Well, you do such great work over with PACE, especially during COVID, uh, during disaster relief as well, and getting those food boxes to seniors. Um, But, you know, Lent is coming up. We are uh, less than a week away from Ash Wednesday. Are there opportunities for our listeners, viewers, to maybe give back to the community and volunteer through Catholic Charities? What are some of those ways? We're always ready for helping hands uh, to help us in our various programs, packing food boxes, uh, visiting our, our seniors, assisting them, being present, even bringing joy to them at our daycare yeah. center. Um, and, and they can learn more about us 
and the many opportunities for volunteering by calling our 1-866-891-2210 or going to our website, catholiccharities.org. There's so many ways. And another way that everybody can be of help to us, our second collection will be happening in our parish churches in the next two weeks. And those Mm -hmm. uh, dollars that come in really fund, help us fund the many programs of Catholic Charities. Uh, There's so much information about us um, on our website, and we've been around for a hundred years. We are marking Mm -hmm. our centennial of Catholic Charities services in the Archdiocese of New Orleans. So we invite all out there to help us celebrate the 100 years, but also to be an act, uh, a vol- help us with a volunteer service of some kind. Wonderful. Sister Marjorie Bear, CEO of Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese of New Orleans, CCANO is where you can go. CCANO.org is where you can go to find out more information. Sister Marjorie, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. God bless. Happy Mardi Gras. You too. Happy Mardi Gras to you. Stay safe out there. What a wonderful time. Such a uh, wonderful celebration. And I hope everyone else is staying safe as well. Well, we have a couple of events, Damien, I wanted to mention. But first of all, those fish fries, those Lenten fish fries from the Knights of Columbus are coming up. And they start next Friday. So you can take a look at our events calendar right now. We have a few within our listening area that you can go and take a look. And if you have a fish fry at your parish... Send us the flyer, and we will post it on our calendar, which is widely viewed daily. Um, And send us those events. Lenten missions are another event that's been popularly submitted to us within the last few days. Um, Also, St. Joseph altars we have coming up, uh, so send us those as well. But we have a lot of stuff, right? Oh, we do. And the calendar's chock-a-block full, so uh, take a moment and look, especially for St. Joseph altars. A lot of people like to, to go to those. They'll be uh, happening in and around the New Orleans and Baton Rouge areas. And if you're in the home of Thibodeau area or elsewhere, Mobile even, and uh, Biloxi uh, along the Mississippi Gulf Coast, let us know if you're having a St. Joseph altar. We'd glad to post it on our calendar, and if we get a chance, we'll even mention it uh, to, to let everyone else know. By the way, there will be a day of prayer and fellowship and reflection Saturday, March 9th at Sacred Heart Catholic Church on Main Street in Baton Rouge. It's from 9 to 5. So if you're a member of the Knights of Peter Claver or the Knights of Columbus or their Lady Auxiliaries, uh, you could participate in the, in the Mass and fellowship. Your RSVP is going to be welcomed. We have that website for you to RSVP. Just go to ccmedia.live. That's right. And on the North Shore Theology on Tap, presented by St. Anselm's Young Adult Ministry that's over in Madisonville, they are returning for their winter series in March at Fat Boy's Pizza in Covington. So don't let that giant slice overwhelm you. It's a good time. (laughs) It tastes really good. And you're also going to mix in faith as well and fellowship. The dates are March 6th, 20th, and 27th. You can go to ccmedia.live for more information on that event. 
And as we said at the beginning of the show, today is the feast day of St. Josephine Paquita. And um, mm-hmm. it's also the International Day of Prayer to Stop Human Trafficking. And that's how we're going to close our show today, asking her to intercede. Uh, because she was kidnapped at the age of nine, in case you're not aware of her story. And uh, she was uh, eventually a council uh, member from uh, Italy, uh, wound up buying her, so to speak, but actually setting her free once he brought her back to Italy. And there she was actually made her, uh, she baptized and made her first communion with none other than Pope St. Pius X. Pretty cool to get communion from him and and be baptized by him. So uh, definitely a saintly individual. So here we go. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, you gave us the great example of St. Josephine Bakita and blessed her with an open heart full of charity. Help us to be forgiving to others as she was. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Redeemer. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We'll be back here tomorrow at 7 a.m. Central Time. We're talking about the CRS Rice Bowl because we are getting to that time of year. So someone from Catholic Charities in the Diocese of Baton Rouge, Derek Rialis, will be joining us. Danny Fitzpatrick will also be with us. He's a Catholic artist, and he's going to be giving us the inside peek of the winter edition of Joie de Vivre. Nicole Jones with the Diocese of Baton Rouge will give us an update of what the diocese is up to. And Dan Leroy, Catholic author and a a Catholic psychologist, will talk about his new book, Why We Think What We Think, which will cause us to probably think some more so i'm looking forward to that conversation with jan thank you so much for joining us today thank you so much jeff blackwell our audio director and karen cotton our video technical director for making our show look and sound absolutely incredible today have a wonderful thursday god bless is a production of Catholic Community Media.